millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This has been something that I have always thought about ever since the day it happened. I only recently learned about skinwalkers, and maybe this doesn't exactly tick all of the boxes for a skinwalker, but here goes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I was 11. My family and our friends got together to go camping at Lake Truman, as we did every year. The other kids and I always stayed up late, and on this particular night, we were out even later, as there was a full moon which lit up the empty campgrounds. We had been playing hide-and-seek. I ran into a large clearing of grass and was looking for somewhere to hide when I heard running on the grass towards me. I was instantly filled with absolute terror and seconds later heard a growl. A large black dog, or something similarly shaped, was suddenly visible about thirty feet away. It stopped to look at me for one second, before it came running at me. I don't think I've ever been so scared. I couldn't even shriek. I just froze. Maybe a yard in front of me, and I couldn't place exactly when or see the change in shape or anything. It was my childhood friend, Mason. He continued the dog's path toward me got right in my face, which was seriously abnormal for him. 
and just looked me in the eye in a really threatening way before just continuing past. I didn't even look back at him. I was terrified. I ran straight to the campers to find Mason, sat talking to our moms. I spat out that he scared me and demanded to know why he'd have done that. I was in tears. All of the adults insisted that he had been there the whole time. And logically, there is simply no way he could have made it back before me. It's something that stuck with me that I just can't explain away. I remember the day it all started like it was yesterday. I was on a routine patrol through the thick forested area of the National Park when I came across a group of teenagers. They looked pale and scared, huddled together in a clearing. I approached them, asking if they were okay. They told me that they had seen something, something they couldn't explain. At first I thought it was just a case of teenage imagination running wild, but then they began to describe the creature they had seen. It was unlike anything they had ever encountered before, they said. It was huge, with long, razor-sharp teeth and glowing red eyes. Its skin was black as coal, and it had wings like a bat. They told me that it had chased them through the woods, and they had only narrowly escaped with their lives. I was skeptical at first, but something in the way they described it made me feel uneasy. I decided to investigate their claims and set out into the woods following the direction they had come from. The further I went, the more I began to feel that something was watching me. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up and my heart was racing. As I entered a small clearing, I saw something move out of the corner of my eye. I turned to face it, but there was nothing there. I dismissed it as my imagination playing tricks on me and continued on my way. But then I heard a sound, a low growl that sent chills down my spine. I stopped in my tracks looking around for the source of the noise. That's when I saw it. The creature was real, and it was far more terrifying than the teenagers had described. It was massive, easily ten feet tall, with wings that spanned twice that distance. Its skin was indeed black as coal, and its eyes glowed with a sinister red light. Its teeth were long and sharp, and it let out a bone-chilling roar that echoed through the forest. I froze in terror, unsure of what to do. But then it began to move towards me, and I knew that I had to act fast. I pulled out my rifle, aiming it at the creature. But it was no use. The bullet seemed to bounce off its skin, doing little more than irritating it. It let out another roar, and I knew that I had to run. I turned and sprinted through the woods, trying to put as much distance between myself and the creature as possible. But it was faster than I had anticipated, and it was gaining on me. I could feel its hot breath on the back of my neck, and I knew that I was running out of time. Just as I thought all hope was lost, I saw a small cabin up ahead. I ran towards it, praying that I would make it inside before the creature caught up to me. I threw open the door, slamming it shut behind me, and leaned against it, gasping for air. For a moment I thought I had escaped, but then I heard the creature outside, scratching at the door. I could feel the wood splintering under its massive claws. I knew that it was only a matter of time before it broke through. I was trapped, with no way out. The creature was closing in on me, and I knew that this was it. I braced myself for the worst. But then, just as suddenly as it had appeared, the creature was gone. 
I waited for what felt like hours, my heart racing, unsure if the creature was really gone or if it was just biding its time. Eventually, I mustered up the courage to leave the cabin and make my way back to the park headquarters. I told my colleagues what had happened, but they didn't believe me. They thought that I had just imagined it, that I was making it up to scare them. But I knew what I had seen, and I couldn't shake the feeling that the creature was still out there, waiting for its next victim. Days turned into weeks, and I continued to patrol the park, always on the lookout for any sign of the creature. But there was nothing. It was as if it had vanished into thin air. I began to think that maybe I had imagined the whole thing, that it had just been a trick of the mind. But then one night I heard something outside my cabin. It was a low growl, just like the one the creature had made. My heart skipped a beat as I realized that it was back. I grabbed my rifle and cautiously made my way outside, scanning the darkness for any sign of movement. That's when I saw it. The creature was there, lurking in the shadows. It was even bigger than I remembered, and its eyes seemed to glow with an otherworldly light. I aimed my rifle at it, but I knew that it was no use. I had tried that before, and it had done nothing. I backed away slowly, trying to put as much distance between us as possible. But then the creature started to move towards me, and I knew that I was in trouble. I turned and ran as fast as I could but I could hear its wings flapping behind me, getting closer and closer. I ran until I couldn't run anymore, collapsing in a heap on the forest floor. The creature was standing over me, its eyes fixed on me. I knew that this was it, that I was going to die. But then, just as suddenly as it had appeared, it was gone. I don't know what happened to the creature, whether it was some kind of supernatural being or just a freak of nature. All I know is that it was real, and that it was the most terrifying thing I have ever encountered. I still patrol the park, but now I do it with a sense of unease, always looking over my shoulder, wondering if the creature will come back. And if it does, I don't know if I'll be able to survive it a second time. I am a park ranger at a sprawling national park nestled deep in the heart of the wilderness. The park is a beautiful and serene place where the tranquility is only broken by the rustling of leaves and the occasional call of the wild. But something dark and malevolent lurks within the woods, something that has remained hidden for far too long. One night as I was on patrol, I heard a strange guttural noise coming from the heart of the deep woods. Curiosity peaked, I decided to investigate, but what I encountered was beyond anything I could have imagined. As I ventured deeper into the woods, I came face to face with a massive unknown predator. Its eyes glinted with a malevolent hunger, and its fur was matted and twisted, as if it had crawled out from the depths of the underworld. It was unlike any animal I had ever seen before, with sharp claws and a massive muscular frame that dwarfed my own. Before I could even reach for my radio, the creature attacked. It lunged at me with lightning speed, its claws tearing through my uniform and leaving deep, bloody gashes in my flesh. I fought with all my might, using every ounce of my strength and training to fend off the creature, but it was like fighting against an unstoppable force. As I struggled for survival, I began to realize that what I had encountered was far more than just a wild animal. It was a dark, malevolent force, something beyond my understanding, 
that had been lurking in the heart of the park for far too long. And even now, as I look back on that fateful night, I can't help but shiver with a mix of fear and excitement, knowing that the dark predator still lurks within the deep woods. Despite my injuries, I managed to escape the clutches of the unknown predator and make my way back to the ranger station. I was shaken, my mind racing with questions about what kind of creature I had encountered. But when I tried to report the incident to my fellow rangers, they dismissed my story as the result of an overactive imagination or a hallucination caused by exhaustion. No one believed me, and the thought of being branded as a lunatic haunted me for weeks to come. Determined to find answers, I began to investigate on my own. I spoke with locals and researched the park's history, and what I discovered sent shivers down my spine. The National Park had a long and bloody history filled with tales of supernatural sightings and unexplained phenomena. People had reported seeing strange lights and hearing disembodied voices, and rumors swirled about dark creatures that prowled the woods. As I dug deeper, I came across an old legend that spoke of a dark entity that had lived within the park for centuries. According to the legend, the entity was a vengeful spirit that had been summoned to the park by ancient rituals and had taken on the form of a monstrous creature to terrorize the living. With a sense of dread gnawing at my gut, I realized that the unknown predator I had encountered was not just a wild animal, but a manifestation of the dark entity that had haunted the park for centuries. I knew I had to act fast to stop the entity from wreaking havoc on the park and its visitors. I armed myself with knowledge and weapons and set out into the deep woods, determined to confront the entity and put an end to its reign of terror. The ensuing battle was like nothing I had ever experienced. The entity was powerful, but I was fueled by a mix of fear and determination, and I fought with all my might. In the end, I emerged victorious, having banished the entity back to the depths of the underworld from which it had come. As I emerged from the deep woods, I was greeted with cheers and applause from my fellow rangers. They had witnessed the battle and seen the dark entity vanish before their very eyes, and they were now believers in the supernatural power that lurked within the park. Although I was left with scars from my encounter, I felt a sense of pride and accomplishment. I had saved the park from the dark entity and restored peace to the wilderness. And even now, as I continue to patrol the park, I am constantly vigilant, knowing that the unknown predator may return at any moment. This is kind of a long story. I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible. I just recently moved to Oklahoma. Recently, I keep having very uncomfortable experiences outside, especially in the evening or nighttime. It started when I went to go put laundry in the wash one day. We have a laundry room attached to our building, and it was broad daylight, so I wasn't exactly feeling nervous about anything. I got about 20 feet from the walkway or alleyway to the washroom and I smelled the worst rotting animal smell I've ever smelled in my life. Not only that, as soon as I smelled it, I got the strongest flight or fight reaction I've ever felt. I ran back to my unit, locked the door, and had a small anxiety attack. I waited about 15-20 minutes before going back out, and when I did, there was no smell, and I felt normal. Fast forward about a week later. 
My husband and I were outside at about 1 a.m. smoking a cigarette when we heard what sounded like a dying dog. We live right off of a major interstate, so we assumed an animal must have been hit. We started walking towards the direction of this noise, sort of a wheezing whine, a terribly sad noise when we got to the edge of our parking lot. As we got onto the pavement, the wheezing dog noise turned into what sounded like an owl hooting. I understand owls make strange noises. I was raised in Texas. I've heard many, but this was not an owl. The longer we listened to it, the more it sounded like a person trying to mimic an owl. My husband called out, hey, is someone there? Pretty loudly and just silence was the response. We stood quiet a few moments before the owl noise completely stopped and the sound of an unnatural laugh echoed from the trees. The only way I can describe this noise is it was like when a deaf person laughs, like they can't hear how they sound, so it just kind of sounds a bit off. I don't mean to sound rude at all, truly. That's just the only way I know how to describe it. It felt like ice water was in my veins as soon as I heard it. Both of us just felt extreme fear in that moment and ran back to the house. I could explain off all of these things if I hadn't seen what I'd seen next. A few days later, I was outside smoking around 7 p.m., and I saw two men walking on the side of the street where I had heard the noise a few nights prior. They walked past the trees a little ways, but then stopped. It was dusk, so light was low. One of them turned on their phone light and shined it into the trees before jumping back. Both men took off at a full sprint away from the tree line. I have no idea what they saw. I didn't hear anything, but there was pure fear there. The most frustrating part was I was looking right at them and saw... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Absolutely nothing. Fast forward about a week later. I get a text while I'm at work from my husband telling me he heard our daughter talking and laughing in the field across the street. He was 100% sure it was her until he realized she was inside in her room. He said it sounded just like her. Fast forward again a few days later. 
I found dried blood on my door jam as well as scratches near my doorknob and more dried blood at the bottom of my door. My neighbor had their internet cables cut and told me that someone had tried to open their door the night it happened and then slammed their body against the door trying to break in. My neighbor said he forced himself out the door, ready to confront whoever was there, but there was no one. We constantly hear things on the roof, things in the alley behind our place. Our dog will run to the door at random hours and sniff and growl like someone is there. I have probably made a mistake by calling out to this thing, whistling at night, trying to antagonize it, because I desperately want a recording. I have one recording of its noises, it sounds like an owl, but towards the end there's this low, inexplicable moan that comes from the same place the owl sounds are coming from. It's hard to hear and ends very abruptly. I don't feel like this is good enough. No one believes me, but something is out there. It knows I know it. I feel it watching me. If I curse at it or try and lure it out, it goes completely silent or does that horrible laugh. I can never seem to catch the laugh or any of the noises as soon as I hit record. It usually stops. I don't know how to explain this, but I know I'm not crazy. Please, if someone can help me, I really want to know what this thing is. I have pictures of the blood on my door, the scratches, and the video of the owl sounds moan. I just feel like no one will take this seriously. It always smells like a corpse when it's around. That's the biggest sign something isn't right. I brought it up to one of my native co-workers, and he said leave it be. Wash the blood from your door, and stop trying to talk to it. He wouldn't tell me anything else. I don't know if this is a Wendigo, a skinwalker, or something else entirely, but I have never felt such dread and fear as I do when I hear or smell it out there. Please, someone, anyone, if you know what this is, please tell me I'm not losing my mind. And if it's real, how do I make it go away? This thing is causing me so much stress. Thank you for reading. Edit, thank you to everyone who took the time to share advice and thoughts on this. To those who are concerned about me putting myself in danger, thank you, and I'm inclined to agree with you all, but understand I'm still not sure if this is just a weird animal I'm hearing and nothing paranormal at all. I will be avoiding it from this point forward, just in case it is something that wants to eat my face. I will, however, update this post if anything else worth mentioning happens. Thanks again. I was a park ranger in the Ozarks, and I loved the beauty of the mountains. In the tranquility of the deep woods, the sun was setting, casting a warm golden light over the landscape as I received a distress call from a park visitor. They said that something strange was happening in the woods, and I knew that I had to check it out. As I drove my jeep through the dense forest, I could feel a sense of unease settle over me. The trees were tall and ancient, their branches reaching up to the sky like twisted fingers. The air was thick with the scent of pine and moss, and the rustling of leaves was the only sound that broke the silence. I arrived at the location of the distress call, and as I stepped out of my jeep, I heard a low growl. I spun around, my hand reaching for my flashlight, but I saw nothing. Suddenly a figure leapt out of the shadows and attacked me, and I realized that I was facing a creature I had never seen before. 
It was a monster, a twisted, deformed thing with razor-sharp claws and glowing red eyes. I fought for my life, dodging and weaving as the creature attacked me again and again. I managed to grab my gun and shoot it, but it only made it angrier. It howled in rage and then disappeared into the woods. I was confused and frightened, and I had no idea what had just attacked me. I called for backup, and soon a team of rangers arrived to search the woods. But we found nothing, no sign of the creature, no trace of its attack. The only evidence was the torn fabric of my shirt and the bruises on my body. I knew that the Ozarks were full of mysteries and secrets, but I never imagined that there was something like this lurking in the woods. I was determined to find out what had attacked me and why, but I knew that I was facing a dangerous and deadly enemy. The woods had become a place of terror, and I was no longer sure if I was safe. Days passed, and a team of scientists and wildlife experts were brought in to investigate the strange creature. The woods were scoured for any signs of the monster, but there was no trace of it. As the days went by, more and more people began to report strange sightings and attacks, and it was clear that there was something dangerous and unpredictable in the woods. Some said that it was a monster, while others claimed that it was a ghost or a demon. I was still haunted by my encounter with the creature, and I felt a deep sense of responsibility to protect the park and its visitors. I knew that I had to find a way to stop the monster before it could hurt anyone else. So I began to do my own research, consulting with Native American elders and local hunters who had lived in the area for generations. They told me stories of a mysterious beast that was said to roam the Ozarks, a monster that was half man and half beast. They called it the Skookum, and it was said to be a creature of evil with a thirst for human flesh. I was skeptical at first, but as I dug deeper, I began to realize that there might be some truth to the legends. I pieced together the clues, and finally, I had a plan. I would lure the skookum out of hiding, using myself as bait, and then trap it once and for all. I set out into the woods, armed with my wits and my courage, and I waited for the monster to come. I could feel its presence, could hear its breathing in the darkness. And then, with a roar, it attacked. I fought the skookum with everything I had, and in that moment, I knew that this was the fight of my life. The battle was long and brutal, but finally I was able to injure the monster. Unfortunately, Beast fled, and we never saw it again. In any case, the Ozarks were safe once again. I was hailed as a hero, but I knew that the real heroes were the people who had helped me the people who had believed in me and given me the strength to face the monster. And though I was proud of what I had accomplished, I could never forget the fear and the darkness of that night when I faced the Skookum in the heart of the Ozarks. So I live in the rurals of Indiana, U.S. It's pretty stereotypical, a gravel road surrounded by cornfields, all that. It gets pretty spooky at times. Cornfields are creepy at night, and it always sounds like something is running through them. Dark, twisting shadows from trees in our yard. Occasionally weird animal calls. Yada, yada, yada. One time I forgot to feed the outside dogs during the afternoon, so I had to go out back and feed them even though it was dark out. 
When I turned around, I swear I saw a figure lumber over the peak of the roof behind the chimney, like it was hiding from me. It terrified me, and I sprinted back inside, which actually felt more scary, considering I was running the direction of the thing I'd just thought I saw. But the real story comes from a few weeks before, and why that fleeting thought scared me so bad. So bit of backstory, my dog can best be described as a punk. He's a miniature schnauzer, but he thinks he's big and scary. He is fearless to a pretty stupid degree. We had a pack of coyotes walk through our empty field, and I had to sprint and tackle him to stop him from confronting the entire pack, growling and barking the whole way. Same story when he escaped the fence and went for a nearby neighbor's two angry boxers. So animals don't scare my stupid dog, and as I mentioned, he had gotten in the habit of escaping his fence. So one night, it's like 3 a.m., and he wakes me up and is whining and groaning and clearly has to go outside. Well, he had been escaping, and I hadn't fixed the fence, so I hooked a leash on him and went outside. The motion light came on, and I could see it's insanely foggy. The fog was so thick I could barely see the car in the drive, maybe 30 feet from where I was standing. So I was a little unsettled, but I take him out, and he does his business, and he starts sniffing around. And he kind of was whining like he was smelling something weird, and he started circling and being agitated. Well, I thought I'd walk him through the yard to calm him down so I could go back to sleep. Well, like I said, he has never been scared of another animal. And his response to seeing anything is run up to it, barking. But he stopped and focused hard, and his breathing started going really fast. But he was standing close by me, not pulling on the leash. I followed his gaze and I saw this dark figure, bigger than a person, lumbering across the yard. It almost looked like a large person hunched over, maybe on four legs. Maybe not bear-sized, but I've never ever seen a bear anywhere near here. Cornfields and towns between two cities is where I live. No bears. The fact that he was clearly scared and didn't want to engage this thing, mixed with, I couldn't tell what it was at all, I ran back inside and he very happily followed and he sat down once inside and just looked up at me, whining like he was scared. Single most terrifying experience of my life. This year I've been riding in a car with some friends around midnight in a very rural area in Central Europe. It was a narrow street with a cornfield to our left and a forest to our right. When we passed a sharp turn in the street, we noticed that there was a pale white animal that ran into the cornfield. Unfortunately, we were only able to catch the legs and a bit of the animal's torso because of the turn. It was looking strong, had white fur, and was pretty tall. From what I can remember, it looked like it must have another set of legs in the front part of its body because of the creature's posture. I unfortunately don't remember if it had a tail or not. Needless to say, we were all wondering what kind of animal it was. It was something we've never seen before. My first guess would be a deer with albinism because they're really common here. But I do think that that creature must have been bigger than a deer would be, and it did not look familiar to me at all. So, I've been wondering if there's any cryptid that fits this description.
My friend first came across the prince while walking through the sage hunting rabbits. It's a high desert area with no visible trees for miles. It is 15 plus miles to nearest residence, which is the Simplot Cattle Ranch. We observed several large tracks made by one creature. The track had a very large big toe and three other toes on each foot. We did not backtrack, but followed the prints for several yards. We then went back to hunting. The tracks continued on. As a park ranger, I thought I'd seen it all. From lost hikers to animal attacks, I had dealt with my fair share of emergencies, but nothing could have prepared me for what I was about to discover. I received a call from the local police department about a group of campers who had gone missing while hiking in a remote part of the park. As I set out to search for them, I had a sinking feeling in my stomach that something was not right. As I made my way through the dense forest, I began to notice strange symbols etched into the trees and rocks. They looked like they were from an ancient language, and it was clear that they were not made by any human hand. As I continued on, I heard strange noises in the distance. They sounded like whispers, but there was no one around. The air grew thick and heavy, and I could feel something watching me from the shadows. Finally, I stumbled upon a clearing in the woods. It was surrounded by massive stones that were arranged in a circle, like a giant altar. In the center of the circle was a deep hole, and I could hear faint screams coming from inside. I approached the hole cautiously and peered inside. What I saw made my blood run cold. It was a group of campers huddled together and trembling in fear. They were surrounded by dark, shadowy figures that seemed to be feeding off their fear and misery. I realized then that I had stumbled upon an ancient evil that had been lurking in the woods for centuries. The symbols, the whispers, the screams, they were all part of a sinister ritual that was designed to bring forth this evil from its slumber. As I tried to rescue the campers, the shadows closed in around me. I could feel their cold breath on my neck, their fingers tracing my skin. I knew then that I had to act fast if I wanted to survive. I dug deep within myself and summoned every ounce of courage I had. With a roar, I lunged forward and tackled one of the shadowy figures. It let out a guttural scream as I plunged my knife into its chest, and the rest of the shadows dissipated into thin air. The campers were safe, but I knew that the evil was still out there, lurking in the shadows. And as I made my way back to the park headquarters, I couldn't shake the feeling that it was watching me, waiting for its next victim.